Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who definitely stan our guest today, if I do say so myself. Welcome to How Did We Get Weird. Okay, so just before we get into our story, our guest made kind of like a little reaction face to this, to me saying we stan her. We've been trying to use a lot of Gen Z lingo in our intros. Do you know what it means to stan someone? Yeah, we're trying to keep it just relevant for a younger audience. And it sounds so natural <laughs> coming from us, especially then afterwards. We're always like, do we know what this means? I think it it's like if you're a fan... But also, yeah. it's related to the the Eminem song "Stan." Oh, is it in a way? I think maybe. I think it's we like a, kind of up. a super fan or like a. Oh, there's a, that feels. I think a it might be tied into I that thought because. Okay, I'm right. Olivia okay, says I'm right. Olivia Although saying, I would you're think right. most Gen Z people might not even know about that song because it's like before they were born. Yeah, it seems like a little bit of like the millennials or Gen X kind of being like. You guys should use this word, uh, trust us, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, oh, it sounds like this other word you know, so... Uh, and it's, Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, no, I don't know exactly <laughs> what it means, but I think it's... We mean it in a complimentary way, but not in, That's not how we in like mean a it. We mean it as way. fan. Yeah. Well, I guess to keep going, then, I'll get into this story that does actually involve our guest today, and I just want to say... Jonah, you know your sis. I love a sleepover party that involves snacks and movies. Sure. And I had one of the best nights of my life with this guest. I was lucky enough to get to sleep at her and her husband, Taryn's house. They have a beautiful guest room with a full and complete bathroom. Wow. And I made a mess up. I'm kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. So, and here's what we did. I think we made a delicious dinner, if I recall correctly. And then, oh, I know, we ordered in dinner from John and Vinny's. It was delicious. We got pasta, everything you could want in a delicious dinner. We definitely stand John and Vinny's. Okay. And then we watched a movie that I stand, which is The Bodyguard, which I had never, I can't remember if our guest or her husband, one of them had maybe never 
seen it. Taryn had never seen it. I think our guest and I had both seen it, but it had been a minute. And then get this. We're falling asleep. We're eating snacks. We're having the time of our lives. Our guest today makes us cookies. Was it during the movie? Okay. At some point, we're eating cookies. These cookies are the size of your hand. They're huge cookies. Delicious. Okay. I think it's fair to say that I ate the most of the most cookies of anyone because pretty sure Taryn was asleep. <laughs> Our guest doesn't maybe go as hard at sweets as I do, although who can say? <laughs> but it was so fun. And I always reference whenever I see either of them, you know, when's the next time I'm coming over, which is absolutely what you want from a friend, <laughs> someone who's always kind of inviting themselves over and making jokes about it, but then also being like, but tell me the date. And I'll write it down. Well, without much ado, should we introduce our guest today? Yeah, I feel like you two are communicating visually and be good that our guests can speak. Yeah. That might be nice. Okay. Our guest today is a friend, an incredible mom, and an extremely talented actor that you may know from her role as Robin in How I Met Your Mother, Maria Hill in the Avengers films, Ever Heard of Them? As well as incredible roles in a billion other films and TV shows such as Friends from College and Impeachment, American Crime Story. Please welcome our friend, Kobe Smulders. Hi, you guys. Hey, Kobe. How's it going? <laughs> I'm doing so good. I am also an extreme and excessive fan of you as well, which oh, is what gosh. Stan means. But I did not know that. I've seen that printed, but I, did, I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Yeah. I assumed something along those lines, but yeah, that's what it means. And like, I think a lot of Gen Z people say it, they say the thing that they like, and then they say, we Stan. <laughs> You know what I mean? Okay, Vanessa, can you give us an example? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Last night's episode of Barry, I stand. <laughs> wow. Is that, I stand for it. I Yeah, I exactly. Stand. Like, I, I don't... I, so it's like a verb, kind of? Like, I'm standing? Yeah, I keep wanting to make it longer, and I don't think you should. Yeah, you're probably right. The whole point <laughs> is for these words to be really short. I, yeah. I think it doesn't sound as effective if you go, I stand that television show. Yeah. Like, I think you just go like, How can you use it and look and sound cool? Because the way we're doing it is it's not like... <laughs> this is the opposite it's not, of sounding It's not cool. sounding okay. Okay, this is news to me. I'm just kidding. Okay, um, Vanessa, <laughs> ask me if I like Billie Eilish. Jonah, do you like Billie Eilish? I stand that for sure, my friend and sister. <laughs> but when you say that, you're referring to Billie Eilish <laughs> as that? I'm saying the idea of standing, of being a stan of... I'm not exactly. I'm getting a little confused. Oh, that's a good point. You could say, wait, w ask me if I like Billie Eilish. Vanessa, what do you think of Billie Eilish? I'm a stan. Yeah. My brother and friend. Yeah. I'm a stan. I'll give it a stan. Kobe, have you heard that new you Post Malone tune? Yeah. I stand for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm standing. I'm, I'm, in, I'm stan for it. Stan I am. Stan, I am, might be I, You it. could. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. I think we got it. I think we totally I think we got, got it. it. I think we I all am. sound like we're Gen Zers, definitely. And not out of touch If any Gen Zs want to get in touch and kind of tell their friends to listen, let us know. <laughs> yeah, hop on TikTok. Spread it on TikTok. We're not on TikTok, but... No, but, but we stan it. We stan. <laughs> Stan the TikTok. Stan in the TikTok. <laughs> well, Kobe, we're so excited to have you here today. Do you remember the night that I was just describing that I slept over when we watched The Bodyguard? One of the greatest nights of my life. And it was so pleasant, mainly because it was you and I love you and I love spending any time with you. But it was also like, you know, COVID was still kind of, it was kind of around right. still, but people, we were kind of easing up a bit. 
So it felt a little risky. Yes. And it was also really exciting because I don't think that we had ever just like a, like a, like a friendly little drop in, you know, like, I'm just going to come by. Hey, what are you guys doing Friday night? Can I crash? It just wasn't (laughs) happening. Someone who has her own house in the same city. (laughs) (laughs) Nor does it really happen in your forties anymore. You know, it's right, right, right. right. To be fair, I think we were still in our thirties at that point. That's true. That is true. Let's give that to us. But it was lovely. And Taryn had definitely not seen it. And I had seen it. And then I didn't remember it the same, but it was still entertaining. Yes. And, you know, Whitney is a beautiful, beautiful actress, beautiful singer. Like, what else could you ask for? Yes. I've never seen it, I don't think. I remember the song and I know it's Kevin Costner plays her bodyguard. And do they have a relationship? Is that? Oh, Oh, okay. do they, Jonah? I okay. mean, that yeah. is, that's okay. the movie. Got it. It is a big will they, won't they. Got it. Let's just say he gets the job done on multiple levels. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw it. I think around that age, I was watching a lot of Steven Seagal type stuff and probably mm. the bodyguard was not not on my on my list unless, right. yeah. Right. I was yeah, a lot you of were movies more... with fight sequences. Although Kevin's, wow. Kevin Costner is a bodyguard. I'm sure there's some action there. There's some adventure for sure. Yeah. There's like, there's a definite threat. I think she's got like a serious stalker, if I remember yes. correctly. And so they like bring in gotcha. Kevin Costner to be like, she's got this like serious she's stalker. She's got this and, like not good stand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there is a not good a stand. A bad stand. A bad stand. And, you know, he could, but how is this still a, a passion of yours, Jonah? The, because <laughs> I, you know, I've, I unfortunately have only spent a few, you know, I've met you a few times and I, I think you're a delight, but it is not the first thing that comes to mind when I yeah. think about you. It's not really something I'm still up on, to be honest. But when I was a teenager, I was like obsessed with Steven Seagal. I took Taekwondo lessons. When you were, te- I would say a middle schooler. I feel like by the time you were a teenager, yeah. Go ahead. I rem- well, I, maybe yeah, I would say like, but I kind of just like the early Seagal stuff, like Above the Law, Mark for Death, Hard to Kill, Out for Justice. And then <laughs> then I kind of fell off a little, but I had all of them on VHS. I was into the Van Damme, Seagal, all that. Did you ever did you ever watch that stuff growing up? No. And even if you, as you say it, Up for Justice, I want to ask if that was a real title because... That was, yep. I, ju- I just hope at some point in the movie he goes like, well... I'm up for justice. Oh no, out like, out for justice. Did, oh, out for justice. That's right. Out or up for justice? Out for justice. I'm hoping it's up for justice. Up for justice. Yeah. Up would for be justice. Good <laughs> the other, the last one that I felt was good was Under Siege, which is the one where he's on a boat, like a cruise ship, and then they did Under Siege Two, where he's on a train, and that was kind of where they, to me, they started to go a little bit downhill. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's the reality show that you you and I watched when you were visiting me once. Yeah, where he's a cop, lawman, Steven Seagal. Oh, and, then, present and it's day. a reality show? Present, present day, day, yeah. He's, he, yeah. And there's also the time that I, I think I talked about on here where I saw Steven Seagal's blues band play at the House of Blues. <laughs> Cleveland called the he was called the what a savant I had no idea oh my well, gosh I, he's a cop he's a musician he's an actor he's a stuntman <laughs> and I think he's like friends with Putin or something maybe I think he's like cool 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 yeah okay yeah yeah I think he's famously and I wasn't there then unfortunately but I think he's famously oh yeah our producer Olivia's saying he's a Putin stan anyway I think he famously was one of the worst hosts ever to be on SNL like one of the most hated 
hardest to work with hosts of all time. Now, I don't know if he ever hosted SNL, but I've heard separately that John Claude Van Damme, really nice guy. And I think I asked a stuntman about it once. I was mm-hmm. like, have you worked with Van Damme? He's like, great guy. Wow. First thing he says, that's great. That's, yeah, that's great. I think he's, that, he that was very something. liked. I believe. Well, he seems like he doesn't take himself super seriously. So seriously. And yeah. Kobe, you've been in like a lot of like actual action films. unlike me just kind of watching them. Is that fun for you to like, do you do any of your own stunts ever or anything like jump off like a building or anything? Yeah. I mean, in the Marvel films, because I play sort of, I play the human character who's like power is Bluetooth activation. Like it's not, she doesn't get a lot of the fun action stuff. I get to do a little bit on them, but I did a movie with Tom Cruise called Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. And in that, that was probably the most action I've seen. Yes. And I think what we all know and understand about Mr. TC is he's very serious about the stunts and the action. So we trained for like three months beforehand. I was in the best shape of my life. I remember I was you. Also, you remember my. I remember you were training all the time when, and yes. stuff. Yes. 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 I was like, I will never, it will never be this good because I will never be working out four to five hours a day. Like it was just, it was cuckoo. Were there a lot of scenes where you guys were like fighting on like a roof or something, right? Was it, yeah? Yes, yes, there was. So we shot the film in New Orleans. So we had some actual scenes within the quarter that were on rooftops and running around the streets and stuff. But then we rebuilt some of the homes on studio and did some like wire work there which is cool. That's amazing. Super fun. Now, you know, Kobe, what I want to know about... Oh, go ahead, Jonah. I was going to make a really bad joke. So okay, Jonah, I can make, make it after. Yeah, I'll question. make my joke. Uh, speaking of your Avengers yeah. character, Bluetooth, that's a superpower I'd want if you ever seen me try to connect to my headphones. You know, it takes <laughs> <Okay>. me like... <laughs> about 20 minutes. Where's that superpower, right? Okay. I go, could I get a Bluetooth chip in my head and then I'll connect more quick or whatever? Yeah. I was trying to add to it. <laughs> What I want uh, to know about, and uh, sorry, Jonah. No, so please <laughs> go ahead. And you please, don't have to please. answer this, although it is public knowledge that this exists. Oh, oh. The Tom Cruise cake. Now, I've seen it happen before that every, is it every holiday season, Tom Cruise sends out this white chocolate coconut cake from this bakery called Doan that I wandered into with my friend Jenny one day and they acted like we were there for the cake and we were like, we were just going to get some cupcakes and we were like, what's the best flavor? And they were like, the white chocolate coconut, you know about it, right? And we were like, no, we j- we'll we just get like a dozen of whatever. And then we realized once we left that that is the bakery that makes the Tom Cruise cake. And if you go to their website, they lean on it heavily. <laughs> but do you, uh, I know that you were at one point receiving the Tom Cruise cakes. Do you still get them? I still do. I, I actually still have a slice frozen in, <gasps> in my freezer, Vanessa. And I don't know how long that is edible for. I'll eat it no matter what. I'll next, eat it. <laughs> the next time you come over, because it's it's a it's a delicious cake. It's a delicious, it's very tasty. But white chocolate coconut, like you said, but it's like a, you know, it's like a cake. So Big if you're cake. like a family of four, you really got to like get into that. So I do have a piece still frozen. I'll eat it no matter how long it's been there. Which I'll put your name on it. I'll put your name on it, but it's very delicious. Very delicious. And he sends his cake to like everybody that he's feels like had a good working relationship with, worked with. And do you get it 
Right? I'm going to say yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We think. We think. I'm going to say a hard yes. And do you get it over the holidays? It's not just on our Rolodex. It's not just a (laughs) list that is assisted. It's not on a Rolodex. Updated. It is. (laughs) No, 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 no. You're on that list because he likes you. Okay. You don't just make it on that list, I'm going to say. Thanks, Vanessa. And you get it over the holidays, right? I want to say it's like anticipated like a week and a half before Christmas. Because this is interesting. Somebody was just debating me about this and I can't remember who it was, but they were like, pretty sure Tom Cruise sends the Tom Cruise cake out for people's birthdays. And I said, I don't think that's right. A, because it would be so much to keep track of to be sending the cake around different times of the year. And B, because I think Doan, like that's how they, that bakery, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. That's how they, like, they make so much money over the holidays because they know they're going to get, I mean... I don't even know how many cake orders. 200? Like five. Like he chooses five of his best friends. Well, probably and five of his best cake. friends. And yeah. <laughs> and you've remained. So it all, That's so all cool. Clock, all, all makes sense. It all makes sense. No, I mean, I think it's, yeah, I think he sends out a lot. I remember, you know, going on their website too. And I didn't realize that it was, um, you know, something that they just, you can get any. You can get any time. Oh yeah, our writers get ordered anytime. it for a party. Yeah. So I think it's, but I think it's just a holiday, a holiday bundle of love. Yeah. For those of us who yeah. are lucky. Yeah. And do you think whatever address, like when you get it next year, mm-hmm. you can like send a thank you note to the address that it came from for Tom's people and say Vanessa would love a cake. <laughs> thank you, and also <laughs> Vanessa would also first of all thank you. First, First of all, of all thank you. I thanks love the, the cake. cake. I love it. You know who Hope else everyone's <laughs> doing? I love it so much <laughs> that I've talked about it on this amazing podcast. Yeah. You should check it out. And Vanessa wants a cake. You know who loves free cake? My friend Vanessa. What I know about Vanessa is she likes she likes free stuff. I do know this is about Vanessa. I don't know why I counted to three on my fingers. I was gonna be <laughs> I was thinking like cake, cookies, <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Any of it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for answering that. Toby, do you get any other good kind of desserts sent to you over throughout oh, the year? What a great question. Throughout the year, there is a gingerbread house company. I believe it's in Solvang. And I get some of those every year. And it's very sweet because they put your name on the house and then they put however members of how many members of your family there are. Aww. The kind of gingerbread people out front. So that's that's a nice little edible treat. Does it come put together or do you put it together? It's ready to go. It's ready to go. It's it's nice. a, it's it's a, it's a talking piece, you know. Yeah. And then and then it slowly gets Hey, well, oh, look at this. They can be very big built in, in in a very large size, but How um, big are we talking? You know, okay. I think we're like you know, if we're looking at a box size, okay. you know, a square. Yeah. We're looking at, I want to say like 30 by 30 inches. Whoa. That's pretty big. And then we're looking at maybe 40, 50 inches high. Like it's a, it's a thing. Whoa. Yeah. And if they're listening right now, I would love one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, and do you, but who cares about that? But also, but I do mean it, but do you eat it or do you just let, is it, it's obviously, as you said, it's a talking piece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah, 
Uh, we yeah, it gets picked off. Like there's like yeah. little gummies on it, and there's oh. little like those those butter mints. You know those you pick those off. Yeah. So it gets picked. It gets picked apart. I don't think that that gingerbread is is you know the freshest. Sure, 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 sure. Crackers. So you're not taking off a Doran. You're not. You're not munching on a door. No, <laughs> no. But you'll That's eat one of those ginger people. You'll eat one of the ginger sure, people. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fresher, fresher. Yeah. Thank you for answering that because as soon as I asked that question, You're I was like, why so did I, welcome. Why did I, I ask I'm this? so this glad to get this information. Question. No, I'm so glad. I'm I'm so glad to be finally asked that question <laughs> because I've just had it at the ready for decades. For decades. <laughs> I know. I'm Ever sure when you're doing press, yeah, you're like, no, no one's asking me about what desserts I get in the mail. Yeah. It's yeah, probably when that's beautiful gingerbread house is sitting in your house. You're like, I wish I could tell this to the people a little. I wish someone people knew. Would... I wish everyone knew. Yes. I wish everyone knew. I, I wish everyone saw what I see. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. I'd like for this to be a talking piece, not just in my house, but outside of my house. In the yeah, world. a talking piece for America, maybe. Yeah. Yes, yes. And Canada. And Canada, of That's course. That's right. And for Canada, of yes. course. And for Canada. And to our Canadian listeners, thank you. We love you. I love you so much. It is a funny thing because I'm a longtime listener of your podcast. And it is funny listening to this podcast because there are so many things that I don't know about because wow. I grew up in Canada. I grew up in Canada and also my mom was like, we weren't allowed television in our house and we weren't allowed to buy anything, really. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of new stuff. Wow. Can I ask you about a few things that just come to mind that I'm curious sure. if you had in Canada? Popples? No. You didn't have popples. Did you have skippets? I'm going to guess what a skippet is. Is it the thing with, with the uh, like the hoop around your ankle and then you yes. jump? Okay. Yes, we did have that. You did have skippets. Okay. But I feel like it might have had a different name. <laughs> it could have had a different name. <laughs> Got it. Because sometimes they do that up there is they'll take a product and then they'll kind of rebrand it. And I don't know if it's the same company but they'll just like make it a little different for uh, distribution up there. I don't know why. Wow. Yeah. Did you have gushers? I know what they are, but no, we didn't have them. Oh my gosh. It sounds like you really Isn't had to horrific? figure things out. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it horrific? We did have free healthcare. Right. Yes. Yes. That's a good which one. Which we love, which, we, which I actually stand. <laughs> I stand free healthcare for sure. That's so interesting that so many of those things that we talk about you didn't have. I mean, it comes up with a uh, you know in my marriage a lot, you know, because Taryn is such a collector, a man, creative a collector, and a lover of pop culture. Yes, sure. and a lover of film and TV, and grew up watching oh a lot of gosh. TV. So there are moments where I'm just like. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that references. What a perfect freaking segue. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we're going to dig into some of that TV that you did have, but saw it differently than we did in this country. And we'll be right back. Go be smolder. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. So, Kobe, we're back. What were some of the TV shows that you kind of grew up watching in Canada that that were available in Canada? Because obviously there's so much legendary comedy also from Canada. So, again, I wasn't, we didn't have cable. We had maybe Channel 3, Channel 4, and I think those were the CBC up in Canada. So it was a lot of just like news. But what I did have (laughs) was the Hobbit animated VHS tape, which I... watched a lot of yeah and then when i got older so like childhood not a ton of cartoons but keep in mind i also like come from a divorced family so like every other weekend was with my dad's just kind of watching whatever we wanted to watch okay Um, a little more yeah a little more lenient on the screen time and you know in general so i got into watching you know when i was like 13 14 I had a little bit more freedom. I think, I don't know if my mom just like started paying the cable bill or what, 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 yeah. what, what that was all about, but yeah. And I got, there was, there was a couple, but the one that I would like to talk about today, yes. uh, which was very informative and in just my education of the United States in general and how I <laughs> imagined it was across the country here <laughs> was saved by the bell. Yes. Of course. I thought it was California paradise. I thought that every boy was extremely handsome or quirky. Right, 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 right. 
you know, or, you know, and because you have to understand like the high school system is very different in Canada too, right? Like we don't have middle school. High school is essentially the eighth grade through 12th grade. And what is the school below that? What is, how does that? It's just elementary. So it would just go first grade to seventh grade. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're, I mean, our schools are just much smaller. Like I only had, you know, I was, I went to a public school, shout out to Lord being secondary to to the couple of people who are listening in Vancouver. But, you know, we had like a hundred kids in our graduating class. Like, and that was, and that was a big school. Like that was a large school. So the idea of getting away from Saved by the Bell, like the idea of like cheerleaders wasn't existent, yeah. right? Which they were, sorry, Kelly Kapowski was very much into cheerleading, like very like head cheerleader, I think. So they did have cheerleaders, but like the cliques, the the structure, the, 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 the way that like the kids kind of operated was just, it, it was different. Yeah. And so just watching Saved by the Bell was so wonderfully, it was like wonderfully 80s and I think it was the 90s, right? Yes, like, because yes, it was I, the I 90s. Was like a, yeah, I was, I was, you know. Started in 89, I think, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of not in, it was becoming 90s, but this was this nostalgic show. Yeah. In the 90s, that was, that was much more 80s, certainly just in terms of the look and the, 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 the costuming and, but I was just enamored by this California surfer beachside town. Like I vividly remember the episode where the school, which I think might be Malibu high. I think it might be like in the boo. The episode was about them like this big oil corporation came into the school and they were like, guys, we, (laughs) we want to get you a new gym. We want to get you new science classrooms. We want to, and they were like, you know, building all this stuff. And then of course, Zach Morris, because he's the freaking best showed up at the presentation. He's like, where's the oil drills? And he starts putting oil drills on this presentation of this beautiful new campus that they're going to provide with the money that they're going to get from the oil that they will be drilling and sprayed it all with oil. I was like, oh, Zach Morris, you saved the day again. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Time out. Time out, Zach Morris. You're the greatest. <laughs> yeah. And there's also, I feel like, a section of that when he they're like learning, they're like really on board for this new school that's going to be paid for by this oil company. And then all of a sudden, somehow it gets revealed to them that there's like a duck that's covered in oil. And they're like, the t- yes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm yeah. gonna, I know this no. is serious. I don't mean to laugh, but they're like, the duck's covered in oil. Totally. Like, they're like, totally. They're like, it won't come off. It's going to be all the ducks will be covered in oil. (laughs) That was like, but back then that was like the marketable fear of, of, of that stuff. Like we weren't talking about global warming at that stage and and all this other stuff, but it was, that was, it was like the ducks. (laughs) Yeah. The ducks will be covered in oil. And I feel like light product placement for Dawn or that happened later. That like I remember there was like that series of Dawn commercials. Maybe yeah, this is more I think recent that was later. where they'd use yeah. But so okay, but that's that, very successful because that, that was very that association happened in my brain immediately when you yeah. said yes. that too. So they have done yeah. some amazing capitalization yeah. on the market of duck oil cleaning. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think that's such a bizarre episode too because I wouldn't 
And if I was in high school, I wouldn't care if we got like a new sports field or something. Like I just wanted to be away from school. Mm. I don't know. Were you like right. that? It I just feels wanted to get like out of that. It more like the thing the parents would care about than the kids <laughs> yeah. would be like, I like yeah. my yeah. school, like it's fine. Yeah. Especially because that school wasn't in like disrepair. Like that school was in right. pretty good shape or at least the sets that we saw. And also it's going to take like 10 years for them to build <laughs> yeah. all that new stuff. Like yeah. they're going to be graduated. Like they're right? not going to benefit from it. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a really good point too, Kobe. Kobe, did you have like a, a retro diner you would hang out in high school, like the Max? Yeah, and did you think that was a thing that everyone had? Yeah. In oh, the for US? sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like there wasn't too many, like if we had like a burger milkshake joint it was so like there was a picture of elvis and marilyn monroe as well like on the walls like it was such a americana place there's a i think it's called cafe 50s which is still there in canada like that's very americana this is this is back in the day but we didn't have a hangout like that there was certainly a subway we hit pretty hard which was very much enjoyed but you know when we transitioned into later later years it it became like full goth nirvana hanging out of the smoke pit and kind of went that route for me. Like, but when I was watching Saved by the Bell, it was very squeaky clean and innocent. And then something, you know, something just happened and it just kind of all went another, another direction. Do you remember speaking of the, I feel like the oil company episode was like one of the ones where they were really trying to like teach a lesson Mm -hmm. in a weird way because it was coming from such a big corporation of NBC, you know? Yeah. But do you remember the one where the weed one where they get pressured, like they're at a party? Yeah. Yeah. And no, not that one. The one where... Oh, okay. Not the one where she does pills. Oh, no, that was speed. That was pills. Yeah, that was pills. But but Wow, they're really covering a lot of ground on that's show. right. That's how that era. She that's takes that like Adderall was. or something, and she's so excited. Yes. She's so scared. She's so scared. She's so scared. She's so, so scared. But do you remember the one where the president of NBC comes? Well, basically, they like break the fourth wall because it's basically like they go to a party with what's the guy's name? His name is um Johnny. The singer's in town, and his name's like Johnny something. Oh yeah. Okay, Olivia, if you can find it, but I don't. But his name's like Johnny. Johnny No Good, probably. Exactly. Like yeah, Johnny No Good. He comes in town. He's gonna be performing in their town or something. Mm -hmm. Takes a liking to Kelly. Invites Kelly and a bunch of their friends. Johnny Dakota. Thank you so much, Olivia. Johnny Dakota comes to town, takes the liking to Kelly, invites all their friends to this party. And at the party, he's, he says to Kelly, like, do you want a hit of pot or something like that? And she's Would like... You like a hit of the marijuana? <laughs> yeah, she's like, <laughs> no. And she's really freaked out. And they're all like... Yeah. And they're all like, Johnny Dakota, like, you say that you're a good guy and that you're a positive influence, but actually you're smoking weed. Like, you stink and we're getting out of here. And then at the end of the episode, they bring the president of NBC on and then they're all like sitting on the (laughs) stairs and the president of the NBC is in the middle and he's like, doing drugs is not cool. And then they all in unison go, hey, would I do dope? Nope. I kind of do remember this. (laughs) I kind of do. Not well, but I didn't when you brought it up. And then when you described it so, so accurately, (laughs) I don't know if I'm just really putting it all together and really visualizing it or if I do remember seeing it. But what I also find fascinating about it is like, how did these kids feel doing this show? Like, how were they feeling like doing this messaging and doing uh, these shows, which are like, portraying these issues, you know, and yes. what are their own lives like? Like that, uh, that is actually very fascinating yeah. to me. It's obviously not anything I thought about when I was actually watching the show. But when I just think on it now, like they're 
probably 20, right? Yeah. They're not young teenagers. Like, they're 20-year-old actors, right? And I feel like that was a lot of like the book that came out that they sort of got mad at the guy who played Screech for... I'm sorry that I, I'm not using his... Dustin Diamond. Dustin Diamond. They got mad at Dustin Diamond, I think, because he, he released this tell-all book and they sort of said mm. that a lot of it wasn't true, I, I believe. But I think that that was part of the thing. And then there was that made-for-TV movie about them. I think that was part of the thing right. with them was that they sort of... It seems like, and I could be misquoting this because I should have read any of these things that I'm naming, but or watched any of these things that I'm naming, but that they sort of did have this party lifestyle because they were part of such a successful show and they were so rich at such a young age. Totally. But that like they had to portray these really kind of squeaky clean mm. kids. Well, you know, a lot of the shows that era, like even like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and stuff, they would have these like heavy messaging, like anti-drugs, or they would kind of try to have this educational kind of... I feel like that was like... A, and it was like very heavy-handed usually yes. in all these shows, which doesn't really... Yeah. And they would have those commercials for The Fresh Prince, I remember, that were like, tonight on The Fresh Prince, an episode for your whole family to sit down and watch. Right, right. Mm, mm. Now, Kobe, you have a, a modern-day Saved by the Bell story or a... Yes. Uh, well, I just wanted I just <laughs> wanted to be clear to you both and to whoever's listening that I was very much in love with Zach Morris. Okay. Like I don't know if you guys had this in your lives, and it's such a fascinating thing to look back on. But the feelings are real. You know what? The feelings. Yes, a hundred percent real. Like I said, I was very much in love with Zach Morris, very much, and you know, uh, fantasized about. Pfft, driving down once I got my driver's license and <laughs> became of legal age <laughs> to somewhere in California. But as you know, I'm an actor and Mark Paul Gossler is a real person. <laughs> it's not just, <laughs> it was not just Zach Morris. I was on a show uh, on ABC called uh, Stumptown. And when you have a show coming out, you know, you, you go and you do a lot of, a lot of press and yes. then there's this event called the upfronts and they kind of wheel out all of their new shows, all the actors, creators, writers of their new shows to talk to press and get people very excited about it. Right. So he also had a show at ABC and what was his show? Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't remember, but I do remember looking down that hallway into those piercing blue eyes and literally turning back into a 12 year old. Oh my God. Girl. And was kind of like, I saw him and was like, Oh my God. Like, what is he doing? Oh my God. And re like disappeared. Like I just turned and I walked away and I was like, okay, that's crazy. We saw him. That's fine. I can't speak to him because this is the version and somehow we ended up having a little face-to-face. -face. Could not have been nicer, okay? Could not have been a nicer human being. Lovely. I mean, I don't know what was happening on the exterior of my face and body, but the temperature rise that was happening internally was so intense that I just felt like I was sweaty. I was confused. I was really working hard to be a normal person, but it is such a fascinating thing. And I would like to stop talking about this moment um, and, and put it <laughs> on to you guys, because I find, I find the psychology of it fascinating because that period, we're talking a year of my life, obsessively in love with this pictures on my wall, fantasies of this person 
and then you meet and you're both in your own lives, but then there's like this weird thing that happens just to me, not to him. He's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But there's this reaction that happens that feels real and organic and you're just confused and you're just like, why am I, why am I having this, this reaction? And I just, I found it fascinating and I think I was pretty cool. And I think, I think he would agree. I think if he heard this, he'd be like, I don't, she was totally fine. And she was totally cool. I think I did pull it off, but I like nearly collapsed after it because it was such a physical marathon of keeping a lid on it, you know, just kind of pushing it all down and really focusing it on just be, just, just not be cool, be cool, be cool. And so it was, it really, it was a win. Yes. It was a win for Kobe that day. It was a win. It was a win for 12-year-old Canadian girls. Oh, everywhere. Everywhere. Do you remember if you at any point said anything to him about being a, no. Do you remember what you talked about? Surfacy, small talk. How are you? What show are you on? Oh, cool. I mean, like like we just said, what's a show? I couldn't tell you because I was like literally blank, like nothing was being absorbed, but it was very casual. Just talking about that. Dare not go to the past. They would not dare to be like, Hey, I was a really big fan of yours, man. You know, like I couldn't, I, I couldn't even open Pandora's box on that. I couldn't even, cause I was so afraid of what would come out of it. I love that story. And I want to tell you that I also met Mark Paul Gossler at an, an NBC upfronts and had a really different experience. Um, I think this would have been like midway. I was on SNL. I remember I was at the, I'll just go through. My story is a lot less remarkable, so I'll get through it pretty quickly. But basically, I think that Kyle Mooney and I were both, you know, huge Say by the Bell fans. We were at this party. We were like, should we say hi? We saw Mark Paul Gossler. Should we say hi to him? Should we not? I think we just sort of stumbled over to him and we went like, hey, we're big fans and we like your and he was kind of like, uh-huh. And then that was it. <laughs> now, cut to moments later, I believe I was with Taryn at that party. And we got to meet Scott Wolf, who had a bigger crush on when he was Bailey on Party of Five. Mm-hmm. And he was really nice. Oh, for so, sure. Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, so it wasn't like yeah. a, all things lost. And look, I don't blame Mark Paul Gossler because I do think that what Kyle and I presented to him was not um, you weren't giving him a lot we to weren't work giving with. him a lot to work with you know just like we just probably he probably had no idea who we were and just thought we were two weirdos with curly hair being like uh we like your show or what what are you on you know but he gets it he knows he's like yeah yeah i don't yeah. know like what his thoughts about it are generally but like he's accustomed to that yeah like sure, he's yeah, very sure. much a cuz that's his whole life I'm sure. So like yeah. I'm you know. Right, right, right. You got to just You got to We got to get just, Mark Paul on the pod. We got to get, get Mark him on Paul, the pod. You got to get Mark Paul on the pod. Yeah. Got to get him on. We got to get him on. And I got to remind him of this and he's never going to remember. So actually I won't remind <laughs> him, but um <laughs> Vanessa, the whole point of what Kobe's saying is to play cool. So do not remind him. Just be, <laughs> just be cool. cool. Just be cool, man. Be cool. Be cool. Yeah, it just got to be absolutely cool. You know that it. when you're telling yourself to be cool, it's not cool. Not working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it is not working. We're saying, dude, dude, absolutely be cool. Now, Kobe, have you seen any of the revival of Saved by the Bell that came out 
I'm going to call it 2019-ish, 2020. I'm not because I'm not clear about what it actually is. Are there some old casts? Yeah, that play like the principal. They play, yeah, I think that... They play like the adults, They play the adults I bet it's called like say about the new class or something like it's like a new it's like a new breed it's a new not but it, not to be confused with say by the bell a new breed well the say by the bell the new class came right after say by the bell and that remember yes. that was new students yes. and you'd watch it and you'd go not for me i can't quite get on board with these new people even yeah. though screech and mr right. Belding were still there right right and then we talked about the college years was that with kyle I think with actually? kyle actually we talked it with kyle yeah. mooney we talked about the college years which was wow my biggest memory of it was just that tiffany amber Thiessen had cut her hair into a very cute bob but that was like um, a big that was when she was starting to get onto 90210 and stuff too i ducked out after they did like the Hawaii episode. Yes, yes. The movie like that was Hawaiian the last style one. it was called. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which can you like how much fun would that have been to shoot that? Like to be like you're in your twenties, you're like shooting this show, you're in Hawaii. Like oh, what a blast. The best. What the a best. blast. And it also when Variety, I'm just looking, I have a little thing from Wikipedia on it. And when Variety reviewed it, they said, the Clearasil demo will eat it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not condescending. Oh, God. Oh, God. There was another movie that came after that uh, a okay. couple years later, Saved by the Bell Wedding in Las Vegas. I don't Ooh. know if you remember that. Where Who got married? Zach and Kelly. And it says that Zach and Kelly, uh, the whole gang goes to Vegas so that Zach and Kelly can elope after their parents disapprove of the impending marriage. Did these movies not have laugh tracks? Because I vaguely remember them like not having laugh tracks and making it very hard to watch. You're absolutely right, Jonah. I remember watching them. They were like an hour or an hour and a half long and you'd watch them on like primetime TV. Yeah. And they didn't have laugh tracks and it was so jarring. Yeah. Because they'd make a joke and then they'd just be like, "Uh uh-huh, okay. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a that's a transition. That's a that's a hard one. You know what else I remember that I now because we didn't have the internet obviously when we in the 90s and stuff when these shows were coming out. I did. I did. We had it in Canada. Oh my god, in Canada. <laughs> yeah, we had it first. You did we have had that. it first. We had it first. Yeah. That absolutely yeah, we, rocks. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing that I found to be so confusing that they never explained but you could later find out on the internet once that was available was why at some point their senior year Kelly and Jesse disappear and in their place is Tori. Yes. So you were talking about the new class and then I went, is that when Tori came in? But then I remembered her talking to Zach Morris. Tori was like around. Tori was around. What happened was they had like this finale kind of episode that they, they were shooting their graduation episode, I think was supposed to be the finale. And then the show got picked up for 12 more episodes and I think Kelly, Tiffany Amber Thiessen and Elizabeth Berkeley were like, see ya, like we're out of here. Bye. And so that what they did was... We be they, booking, <laughs> we be booking, okay? <laughs> yes. We are booking. We are booking. So what they did was they brought in this Tori character so that Lisa wasn't the only girl in the show. So Tori was created as a cool but pretty biker girl who would also serve as a love interest for Zach, but act as a nemesis for him initially. And also, rather than develop a second new character, the producers decided to rely more on minor recurring characters such as Ginger, Ox, and Big Pete. (laughs) 
Don't remember them. And Tori was spelled by Tori. Tori Spelling played Tori, right? Is that no, correct? no, 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 was, no. Um, no. To be clear, they are saying that she was not a lesbian because she sh- certainly should have been. That would have been a really cool character. That would have been and such I a remember cool. Yeah, that would have been such a cool choice. That would have been but such I think a cool they choice. They were not but- ready for that. They were ready to take on oil, but not on... <laughs> not homosexuality. Well, well, let me say this. Tori Spelling was on Say by the Bell. Okay. She played like a nerdy girl on it. Oh, and yeah. she was She, she was nominated for an Violet interest. Bickerstaff, it says. Yeah, and she got nominated for an award. And then do you remember that they said... I think this was after this. Obviously, she was cast in 90210, which her dad, Aaron Spelling, created. But do you guys remember... I remember I had a lot of like fan books and stuff on 90210 because I was a big fan of that as well. A stan of it, you might say. And in the books and stuff, it would say that Tori Spelling auditioned for 90210 with a different name so that the casting directors wouldn't just cast her because she was Aaron Spelling's daughter. Now, now that I've like cool. created my own show and stuff, I know that like... <laughs> they knew. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Pretty sure they knew. they knew. That's not really how it works. You don't go like, oh, this is your daughter. We've met. Oh, she's auditioning with a new name. Uh, who is this mystery girl? She's very talented. Let's cast her. <laughs> I just like the idea that you came in, but just wearing like a mustache. Oh, like, oh but trying yes. to be. Yes. But wait, do you want to hear another fun fact I found on Wikipedia? Yes. Is that Saved by the Bell was based on this show called Good Morning, Miss Bliss, which they used to show repeats of that after school, I remember. It was kind of, that show was kind of retooled and they kept some of the cast, including Mark Paul Gossler, Dustin Diamond, Lark Voorhees, and Dennis Haskins. And then they found the rest of the new cast when it was sort of retooled into Saved by the Bell. Anyways, for Saved by the Bell, they were looking for a Kelly Kapowski. And the three actresses that were considered that they were picking between were Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Yes. Who they chose. Winner. Elizabeth Berkeley, who they didn't choose, but who they liked so much they made her Jesse. And guess who the third one was? Can I give you a hint? Yeah. It's someone that was on 90210. Wait, 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 wait. No, tell me. I'm not gonna be I'm Okay, not I'll give you names. a multiple choice of the three main. Okay, women okay, from yes. Okay, this is better. Yeah, yeah. Tori Spelling, Jenny Garth. And Shannon Doherty. It's Jenny Garth. Okay, <laughs> it is. I think from the way you said it. <laughs> well, because I couldn't think of Shannon Doherty's name, so I was going to say the woman who played Brenda. <laughs> Jenny Garth. Jenny Garth was also being considered to play Kelly Kapowski. Now, wow. I find her to be... Now, this is my own bias. I find her to be more of a dramatic act. Like, I feel like those parts were cast correctly. Like, I like... Tiffany Amber Thiessen as Kelly. I like Jenny Garth as Kelly. Donna? Donna? I think they're both named Kelly on their respective shows. Whoa. Because don't you remember Brenda going, Kelly? (laughs) Again, Meryl's place, and also 90210, real, like, confusing to people who don't live in this country. Because you're just like, well, that's what it's like down there? Seriously, Melrose Place. There's a lot of drama, but it's mostly about romantic relationships. So I think we should try to go. Yeah. And... Can you believe that Andrew Shue and Elizabeth Shue are brother and sister? Yeah. I mean, wasn't Andrew Shue, like, uh, first of all, like, way to go genetics. But wasn't Andrew Shue, like, a very successful soccer player? I think so. I think so. I think that's right. right. Yeah. You think he'd be good with his feet with a last name like Shue, am I right? Wow, Jonah. (laughs) Hadn't heard from you in a minute, and I'm glad that's how you came back. (laughs) But he's coming back in, and he's coming back in hot. 
<laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Kobe Smolder. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Kobe, we're back with Kobe. And now we're going to play a game with you called Mm -hmm. (laughs) Change.Dork. Change.Dork. Otherwise known as Let's Make Fun of People Who Don't Know How to Use Change.Org. So in this game, we'll bring up three sort of petitions that people are petitioning for somewhat nostalgic things at times. I'm not doing a great way of job of... (laughs) I feel like me and Vanessa are slowly like getting more and more... I don't know what's happening to us. Well, you know what? It must feel a little like, like, cause I know this game because I've listened to it before, oh, but you yeah. guys have to say the same intro and that has got to be, feel like we've done this before, but how do we do it? Is it in, in, in a new and inventive way? Right. And it's, it's really for the listener. It's just, you know, for, for their own service, you know, that's who we do it for. They're and the ones supporting we, us and we just appreciate that's what we it. Do so all much. of this for, that's what we do right. all of this for, that's for, what the, we, that's for, what for the subscribers. The subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, they're not called subscribers. I, I didn't put a B in there. I said subscribers. Subscribers. I think we're on the same level right now, all of us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm glad we're all low. <laughs> and no matter how you spell subscribers, 
Either way, we stand them. We stand them hard. So anyways, <laughs> we're going to read three petitions from change.org. And then at the end, we'll all say which one we would sign if we had to sign one. Okay. Vanessa, do you want to kick us off? Sure. This one's going to kind of be close to home, Kobe. Ooh, okay. Are you ready for it? Yeah. How I Met Your Mother Reunion or spinoff series with the same characters is what it's called. <laughs> I think How I Met Your Mother should have a spinoff series. In my opinion, the show could have went on for four to six more seasons. First, they could show us the story of Ted and Robin. They could also show us how maybe Barney ends up with Quinn and how Lily and Marshall's family continues. And maybe how their kid's growing up to be the gang. I don't know what else could happen, but I know one thing. The show deserves more. And even if it ends up being bad, like most of you will say it will... No, she says, even if it ends up being bad, like most of you would say, but who cares? We still got to see our favorite <laughs> characters together again, and we could have closure, and maybe the characters will be the gang in real life. You never know. So please spread this. Let's make it happen. Now, just to explain to you, Kobe, what's kind of going on here. <laughs> Can you uh, let me know how many um, votes? Yeah, we got 15 signatures here, and we're trying to get to 25. I just want to know how relevant I still am. Well, <laughs> also, I'm sure there's multiple of these, but this was the one we... Yeah, 15 have signed. By the way, this petition is made out... You're one of the people this position is made out to, I want you to know. It's made out oh, to... Oh, like it's directly. Oh, wow, You wow, can wow. direct it to people, but that's the thing that we've always wondered is like, I don't think you get... An, and this is a test case. Okay. I don't think you get alerted when a petition is made out to you. And the reason... This didn't show up in your inbox, did it? It's made out to um, Josh Rabin. Let me check. <laughs> I do tend to put my personal email out there freely. <laughs> sure. Um, sure. So I'm sure it's in the old Gmail. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's Josh Radner, Neil Patrick Harris, Kobe Smulders, Jason Siegel, and Allison Hannigan. This is made to all of you. And so, you know. Listen, I think it's, I think it's such a sweet idea. And I think it's only complimentary that yes. this person and the other 15 want to see the other 14 these characters <laughs> okay she probably you're right she probably signed it too yeah okay so sorry 14 to so 15, 15 but either way 14, 14 to 15 15 sounds better that they want to see the gang back together that they consider those people their gang and i just love that yeah yeah i just love that totally yeah it's great. And so we might get to 25 after this episode, given it's Maybe. Press. Go check it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, check it out. Let's see if you like that petition even more than this next one, which also okay. might hit a little close to home, given that it's related to Canada stuff. This one's going to definitely hit close to home. This one's called Put the Canadian Back in Tim Hortons, Bring Back Chicken Noodle Soup. And so this is a petition. Tim Hortons is known for being a strong Canadian brand, or should I say it was? <laughs> Over the past couple of years, I've seen them differ from their strategy as a simple and quick place to get a donut and coffee. Now they have endless amounts of options, including burgers. Yes, burgers. To me, this simply goes against what I believe Tim Hortons is at its core. And recently they've gone too far. They've discontinued a classic and I simply cannot stand for this anymore. The classic I'm referring to is their chicken noodle soup. This goes on for a yeah, very long yeah, time yeah, about yeah. how upset this person is about Tim Hortons getting rid of this chicken noodle soup. And it currently has 273 signatures. They're trying to get to 500. Kobe, have you ever had the chicken noodle soup at Tim Hortons? Never. Never. Okay. I wasn't sure if this was a big thing in Canada. That, yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing with Timmy Ho's, as we call it. Ooh. It's it's more of it. a East Coast chain. There's certainly some in, in Vancouver, certainly. Okay. But it like it goes the only reason I say East Coast is maybe this this particular group of people are from from there because like to me it's like 
it's cold. You want to go in, you want to get a chicken noodle soup. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But never in my life have I uh, gone in to order that. I also, I don't think I've ever had a burger at Timmy Ho's. I have had a double double and I have had multiple Timbits. Well, that's this person mentions Timbits. And what would you say Timbits are? It's a donut hole. It's a a donut hole. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I'm actually surprised by the number of people that have signed it. And so I was, when you were reading it, I was having actually some pretty strong feelings. And then I had to curb them when I was like, well, there's some people who have some, they really enjoyed it, but it was not for me. Uh, I never had it. And, um, okay. Yeah. I don't, uh, I I don't know. I don't, I think this person is arguing also sets kind of a precedent. This person says the last one, the last sentence is if you aren't a chicken noodle soup lover, maybe your favorite item will be the next on the chopping block. I wouldn't be surprised. Which is sort of, this person just doesn't like the whole direction they're moving with the menu and the chicken Mm. soup is kind of almost like just a, it it sounds like they're worried about Tim Hortons moving into like a burger or like a, like a McDonald's, a, another sort of a more American fast food chain. Yep. But I don't, I, I don't, I don't associate it with with the soup. And for me, it's it's like a donut coffee shop. Well, that's, that's what, what it's always been. Another thing they say is, all I want is a place where I can get my French vanilla Timbits and eat my chicken noodle soup. And one one of those things is not like the other, as they say on Sesame <laughs> Street. And I go, it seems like. Like it would be one thing if they were getting rid of Timbits or other donutty oh, things, yeah. but the fact yeah. that they're getting rid of chicken noodle soup, that to me feels neither here nor there. But look, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm an American. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. if the maple glaze or the bear claw was on the chopping block, like watch That's out, right, there, yeah. there would be right, an uproar. Right. There would be an uproar, but, but to each their own, you know what I mean? Yeah. To each their own. Now, something else that this person says at the end is, P.S., the new canned chicken noodle soup Tim Hortons came out with simply does not compare. So it almost feels like they brought the soup back, but in canned form. And, you know, I don't know what else to tell this person. Look, they brought it back for you. You can yeah. still get it. You but can still get it. They're yeah. saying it doesn't compare. Mm-hmm. So. It's not. They like the fresh. They like the fresh. fresh. <laughs> sure they like someone the in the store yeah. to open a can and put it in another <laughs> container to be warmed up. And serve yeah. to you, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. Okay, so keep this okay. one in mind. Vanessa, do you want to read our last petition here? This last one is called Lasagna is a Cake. And this person writes, I'm having an argument with my friends and I need to prove lasagna is a type of cake. Cake would be considered a category, including cheesecake, ice cream cake, chocolate cake, birthday cake, etc. Lasagna would fall under one of these subcategories. First, Lasagna has many similarities to cake. The icing is the cheese and the meat slash sauce and the pasta is the cake part. The name of lasagna should be spaghetti flavored cake because the popular Italian dish looks like a cake. Although you could put ricotta cheese and meat on a lasagna, not making it cake, cakes have a wide variety of toppings and flavors. Ice cream, yogurt, fruit and cookies, meaning a lasagna can also be a cake. Now, can I say where this person kind of gets in their own way? Is they're making this argument, they're making this <laughs> argument, and then they say, although you could put ricotta cheese and meat on a lasagna, not making it a cake, comma, yeah. then they continue. Yeah. Yeah, so spell lasagna wrong in the title of the petition. <laughs> <laughs> they do. So that's not a great sign. But there are 251 signatures for this. I gotta say, I'm not against it because... yeah. 
It's also for me personally, I'm not a big sweets kind of gal. So if I saw more lasagnas in the dessert section at a restaurant, I might might be interested if like one of those really fancy restaurants where they come around with like a plate that shows the desserts on it and there's like a tiramisu, there's a chocolate cake, there's an ice cream, and there's a piece of lasagna. <laughs> it doesn't going. really. It doesn't really. It doesn't really work in that. Yeah. When I read this, I really want to know more about the backstory here. And I want to know how, like, this person was talking to their friends, like, no, lasagna is cake. And they're like, no, it's not. And she's like, well, I'm going to go on change.org mm-hmm. and I'm going to write yeah. a petition and we'll submit mm-hmm. signatures. And they have mm-hmm. 251 signatures. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. So, and I like the passion that goes into something as seemingly trivial as this. I like that this is the thing that they want to put their energy into. I can respect that. Well, this is what I'm taken by as I'm listening to these individual petitions. I was like, I wish I w- believed in something, like in changing something so much right? that I wrote up a whole thing yeah. and posted it. Because these people are very, you know, they have some deep beliefs about mm-hmm. it. Like it, I'm sure some of them are jokes. I'm sure there's some like jokey sure, jokey. Sure. But these last three seem pretty serious. Yeah. Yes, and as I learned in my Chicago improv days, you know, you say yes and to everything. This person made this, I'm just seeing this now. So, you know, for example, the How I Met Your Mother petition was made out to you personally and some other people. Mm-hmm. This petition was made out to, quote, non-believers. And that's where I go, if you're so mm-hmm. serious about making lasagna, it can mm-hmm. be considered cake. Mm-hmm. Like just making it to non-believers, there's a part of me that thinks you're working on your stand-up set. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you something else. This petition still has some juice because it was made two years ago okay. and it says someone signed it four hours ago. Oh my God, you're and right. And someone signed One day it yesterday. Ago. Yeah. So every day people are signing this petition. I guess what frustrates me sometimes about these petitions is when, so what if they get a thousand signatures? Mm-hmm. Non-believers can't put this into action. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. You need the back end. Like, even if you made it out to some kind of a rouse. Stouffer's. Yeah. Stouffer's. Exactly. And then Stouffer's, at the very least, could do a great commercial campaign. You know, give no money to this person. <laughs> but <laughs> I just, I feel like when it's made out to nobody sort of like that, it just feels like this person... But I guess I I guess to go against what I'm saying into this person's defense, like if it, there's a big enough movement, which already 251 people have signed, which unfortunately about 20 times so many people. <laughs> Somehow I made your mother petition. <laughs> wow. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it could become a movement. You know, any of these. They don't want it that bad. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to see us all back together that badly. They do. And I, the thing that makes me laugh the most about the How I Met Your Mother petition is when the person goes, I know you all think it will be bad, but regardless, we'll get to see. It's like, why are they assuming that? Maybe that's the petition we need to look up. Like, nobody do this because it will be bad. <laughs> so, Kobe, moment of truth here. If you had to sign one of these petitions, bringing back How I Met Your Mother, Chicken Noodle Soup at Tim Hortons or the lasagna as cake, which one are you going to hypothetically sign? We're putting you in a bit of a tricky situation. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, which I will speak to in the sense that like How I Met Your Father is a show streaming on Hulu right now. If you want to put your energy into a spinoff, a wonderful show full of amazing actors, wonderfully written, 
the executive producers are the same ones from our show. So that could feed that, you know, that's something that is already out there that exists that these people can tune into. Some of you have revisited it, right? Have, have done a, yeah, yeah, I did an episode last season and I think Neil was on this season and we also had like Joe Nieves do an episode with me and I think it's already aired and now I'm worried. Alexis Denisoff was on, I think, this season, who was a recurring on ours. So there's some familiar. There's there's some. You're right. You're right. Like, there are some. The world is continuing. Yeah. We might not all be like on a couch together, but yeah. like, what is the, the world, the world still turns as the world turns. As so are the, the days of our lives. And, well, yeah. and, and Kobe, I want to let you answer, but to your point, you can also go to Tim Hortons and buy chicken noodle soup. It also still exists in a slightly oh. different form. Okay. Okay. So, so I guess our answer is let's make lasagna cake for God's sakes. It's literally the only one that, that their prayers haven't been answered. Yeah. It's the only one I felt really sparkly about. It's the only one yeah. I went, I'm kind of into that. I get the layering. I get when I started thinking when they were mentioning, you put like raisins in it. You put nuts in cake sometimes. There's a lot of people are getting yeah. really imaginative with desserts. Why can't we kick sure. some savory over there, you know? Me and my wife make lasagna once a year, so oh. I don't eat it that much. So if it was cake, then I could eat it at everyone's birthday. It would be mm. great. So I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> What's that, Vanessa? What, Vanessa, what? <laughs> Speaking of using like dinner products to make a dessert, I just want to remind Jonah of the time when he and his wife came to Thanksgiving at my grandma's house and Jonah by himself had made brownies with black beans. Okay. Oh, okay. And I feel that our grandma asked you, Jonah, a question. Yeah. So have you ever had this? This is like a thing, black bean brownies. It can be like kind of a substitute to make them healthier. So you add like mm-hmm. cocoa powder, but use black beans as a base. And my, my mom, I made them for my parents. My mom liked them. And so we're going to fill it up for Thanksgiving. So I made them and I was like, oh, I'll bring this and, you know, everyone can enjoy it. And my grandma tried it. They're like, Jonah made this. And then she said something like, oh, did you make these bad on purpose so that Vicky wouldn't want you to cook like she thought that my plan was to make like a really disgusting dessert so that I would never have to cook but I actually like the brownies and thought they were really good but it was also so funny that I couldn't be mad I just thought it was so funny but yeah so the black bean brownies were not a hit I think they sound delicious and I'm all for like a sneaky protein substitute I love, I love right? it I love it yeah thank um, you thank you but thanks for bringing that up, Vanessa. Yeah. Our grandma used to also watch General Hospital. And one time I said to her, our show is getting so stupid, isn't it? And she said, yeah. I mean, also, you aren't on it that much. And she was talking about us and now not General Hospital. <laughs> Shout out to Grandma Evie. Oh, Shout out to Grandma Evie. Oh, we, we loved she was her. Great. She, she was, was great. great. We loved her. Anyway. Thanks. Those are the moments to look forward to. Like when you're, when you're yep. just at that age where you're just like, there's no filter and you just say it. You just... Yeah. Yeah, you live it, you say it, you have earned it. Oh boy! So, Kobe, you're picking lasagna as cake is a cake. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Jonah, same page. Yeah, yeah, same. I'm on the exact same page. I'm I'm going lasagna as a cake as well for sure. Okay, what about you, Vanessa? I'm exactly same thing. And and to bring things really full circle, the next time I sleep over your house, Kobe, if you guys want me to bring a dessert, won't it be so funny if I bring lasagna? (laughs) I would love that. Yes, please. I feel please. like it would really be would really be funny. And halfway through whatever movie we're watching, if we get a sweet tooth, I'll just 
heat up some just lasagna slice, for us. Just slice a square. Just slice a square. That lasagna. You could watch that that Garfield movie or something. He loves oh, lasagna. Oh, that's right. Make Garfield loves loves. Lasagna. Oh, you had to have Garfield in Canada. We did have Garfield. I mean, okay. we had him in okay. the newspaper too. And did you have Heathcliff? I don't know if we did. I don't remember Heathcliff. We being the general Canada. Well. <laughs> Well, Kobe, this has been really Heathcliff or no Heathcliff. This has been a Heathcliff of fun. And we stand this episode very much. I stand you guys. <laughs> no, is there, thank you. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Is there where can people find your finest work, etc.? The finest work, you know, I'm on. Uh, well, it's obviously your daughter's. It's obviously oh, yeah, well, yeah, but don't go looking for them. <laughs> no, don't look for them. Yeah, you weirdos. Don't go looking for them, get you weirdos. Here. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. No, I mean, I don't know. Stuff, I'm on, I'm on, I don't, I'm on the social media. I'm, I rarely post and I'm rarely on it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, there, there's, there's, it's, it's, it's an existence. I really enjoy your show, guys, and thank you for entertaining me and driving around this city way too much. Oh, thank you. I just think you're a delight. Thank you so much, Kobe. That's so cool to hear from from you. And, and again, to you know, Tom Cruise and his people, if they want to send me a cake to the gingerbread company, but also I will count on you. So basically anyone who makes desserts, <laughs> Vanessa will send her address. I will count on you, Kobe, to put in a good word for me. Okay. Absolutely. Anything you need. Anything you need. <laughs> okay. Well, that was really fun. Thanks so much to Kobe for joining us and for everyone for listening. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Did We Get Weird? We will discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural touchstones like Saved by the Bell. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.